welcome back to the Reading Black Girls podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Tisha. And I'm Kayla. So, um, what are we drinking? What's the vibe today? It's a beautiful Sunday, you know. It's a very pretty hey, Sunday. What's the vibe? What are the girls giving? What are the girls drinking? It's giving water. I agree. It's like that. Well, uh, well, uh, well, what what you drinking, Z? Right. I'm, I mean, I have water, but I have this little, um, a TBH. I don't know what it is. (laughs) It was made for me, but I know it's got alcohol in it and y'all see it's, it's red, but I think it's vodka in something. It looks kind of refreshing. I'm not going to lie. That's the vibe. It um, kind of tastes refreshing. It's been fermenting for about three days, but yeah, it's oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Real potent. Very. What are you drinking, Alex? Well, I'm drinking my regular degular margarita, yes. but it's not spicy no this time. No spice. Just a regular. Love. Oh, no spice this time? Okay. No spice. So let's dive in. So the future book this week. The girls' favorite. Books the grand band running their mouth. The girls love it. We had to find out the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. We had to see what it was about. We had to get the tea. So we had to see about Taylor Jenkins Reed. Like, is she really does she really got what is going on? You know? All the girlies are reading this. Right. They love them some Taylor Jenkins Reed. I've been talking about Taylor Jenkins Reed for months. And I was so happy that Kayla picked this book. Yeah, I've been plotting on this book because <laughs> we just had to get into it. You and happen. y'all, yes, and the girls. Okay, under the post where we were like, "Yeah, we're reading this book. What are your like hot takes and stuff?" Y'all had a lot to say, so we'll mm. we'll mention some of these comments and how some of y'all were feeling during this book. We'll we'll do that, you know, while we're discussing the book. So um, we chose this book because it was my pick. Um, I believe I bought this book at the beginning of the year, and I was like, "Ooh." I want to read this ASAP. Old Hollywood, like 19s, tw- like 1920s, very, very fun. Um, it was kind of, I was thinking in my mind, y'all know that show on Netflix, Hollywood? Yes. That's Yay, the vibe yes. I was getting from like the description. I was like, okay, this is going to be good. Very so I'm much. so glad we were able to read it. So Aziza, can you read the synopsis for us? Of course. Reclusive Hollywood icon Evelyn Hugo is finally ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. But when she chooses unknown magazine reporter Monique Grant to write her story, no one is more astounded than Monique herself. Determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career, Monique listens in fascination. From making her way to Los Angeles in the 1950s to leaving show business in the 80s, and of course, the seven husbands along the way. (laughs) Evelyn unspools a tale of ruthless ambition, unexpected friendship, and a great forbidden love. But as Evelyn's story nears its conclusion, it becomes clear that her life intersects with Monique's own in tragic and irreversible ways. So, that that's the and honestly y'all know I never I don't I just jump into books I don't even know what they be about I wish I had read the back because <laughs> this book was so much more than I thought it was going to be but that's I'm not gonna lie to you like us. you reading back that little synopsis I 
I really didn't know what this book was going to be about for real because I did not read all the way through. <laughs> all I knew was she had seven husbands and that's all I needed to know. I was going to read the book. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Same. So um, before we dive mm-hmm. into our little Akiki talky talk, um, some of these trigger warnings. So we're just going to, you know, TW, domestic violence, sexual assault, death, suicide, homophobia, alcoholism, and abortion. So we are about to dive into it. If you have not read this book and you plan to and you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead, pause this, save it for later, come back when you finish it, and we will give you a few seconds to exit. Three, two, one, go. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, okay. Seven husbands. My first thought, girl, (laughs) seven? And she outlived them all. So yes. did outlived every single one of them. Yeah. That's the I crazy was like, part. Did she, was she killing them? Lucky, I'm not gonna lie, it passed through my head. That's what I honestly, not mm-hmm. having read completely what this was all about. I in my head, I was like, oh, perfect. She's she's like probably killing these men off. Yes, because you know I live for things like you that. You think it was, but it you thought it was. That? I really did. <laughs> <laughs> that been and it was not that. It, it just, mind. but I will say, like I think that. The way that her whole life unfolded, and the fact that she ended up outliving all of them, really just mm, adds a little spice to exactly who she was as a character. <laughs> like she was the main character, and if anything, she was gonna absolutely outlive everyone else in her life just because. And <laughs> she did. Yeah. One thing I really, I think the real gag is is it was just Evelyn Hugo's life. Like these seven husbands really didn't yeah, matter at all. Characters. Like they were, yeah. They literally didn't matter at all. It was literally just, it should have just been Evelyn Hugo, period. And that's all she really wanted. But unfortunately, through all like the patriarchy and everything, she had to just mention them just to be a woman in that time. Right. They were there to help assist her in getting to the next level in her career. That's what she used, what, four out of seven for? The The only ones she didn't were Dawn, Harry and kind of max was max's sister that was celia's brother max was the director mm-hmm. of well, she, oh no remember. no no then i'm sorry i meant the french um, the frenchman yeah the oh, the frenchman yes. who did um bouton <laughs> the director for okay friends <laughs> don't you just see him approaching evelyn like evelyn <laughs> Like, my I just Shelly. need you in my movie. My Shelly. My Shelly. <laughs> well, Celia called him that's Philip, so, so that's how I... Celia was on jokes. That, that's the voice I heard. Celia was mad at everybody. <laughs> everybody that came through the door. So let's talk about Celia, because first of all, the fact that Evelyn was bi... That was, was fun. Revelation. Was, that was a good time. That, yeah, was, that was so great fun. Twist. Love that. And then on top of all that, I loved that this book was framed through her love of Celia and the husbands were just kind of like a means to an end intermingled and like yeah, kind of didn't matter, sprinkled yeah. in. right they really didn't like because we got to meet Celia shortly after she married Don yeah I think, mm-hmm. right oh you know what oh wait no even her first husband she did use to advance her career so never mind she had to get to Hollywood talk baby about how young she was 14 she was yes. 14 yes. right she started her, yeah um, lying yeah. about her age but she knew she had to get had out to. of there but she, she said she had to get out. Out there. 
And she said she feel like her husband knew, but he, he sure didn't. He was it. like, uh-huh. he was okay, like, sure. Said, okay, bet. Whatever. Well, we gonna sign this marriage right. certificate okay, and, and that's it. Right. And her daddy was gone. Like, that's mine. <laughs> yep. And yeah, she was gone. Mine. She really stole her homegirl's <laughs> man, though. She had to do it, though. She literally said, she was like, I just had to do it, honey. Yeah, she did. Like, you wasn't going to use him like that. Right. Yeah. She said, I have better plans. One so. thing I really like about Evelyn <laughs> is, like, what's is his that job? she was unapologetically mm-hmm. her. All of the decisions she made, she's like, I am not sorry. I had to do what I had to do. I wouldn't change anything. Am I sorry about, you know, how it may have impacted some people? Sure. But I would do it all over again just so right. I could get to where I need to go. I was like, okay, sis. Living Not only truth. do it all over again, but all over again and more if it was to protect yes. her family. Like she was like, I'm like you said, like you said, she was very unapologetic and I appreciated that. About she had her. to let Monique like, know that too. Yeah. She yeah. had to let She's Monique like, let know clear. from jump. Let she let her know clear. that the entire time they were communicating with each other. Like, hun, you don't need to like me. Can we like please Y'all. don't like me? Right. She's like, I'm not a so good Denisha, person. She, I repeat that in the book. Kept saying, brought <laughs> this she, up what, like when when, she, when we were reading about, you know, why is this white woman author writing about a yeah. bisexual woman yeah. and a biracial? I'm gonna be honest, Monique being biracial literally did not add anything to the story. No, uh, at all. She didn't need, she to, didn't be need bi- to be biracial. biracial. Because even when it, f- when I guess that element was finally brought into play at the end with the lover, like, you know, being her daddy, um, <laughs> that man didn't have to be black to be that man's no. lover. But like, <laughs> it kind of felt like that was another reason why she left him there. Like, I don't know, mm. like, Mm, like Evelyn mm. was trying to say it, but it wasn't like she wasn't gonna let Harry go down for a black mm. man like I don't know I felt I felt I really felt the type of way about that that whole scene well I definitely I think the lover and Monique's father I do think he should have been black I think that was relevant to Harry at the time because uh Evelyn couldn't come out as bisexual and Harry couldn't come out as gay and in an interracial mm. relationship but I don't think Monique's mother needed to be white. Mm-hmm. I think that made it irrelevant. Yeah. Like, because it's almost like she tried to connect. She tried to connect with Evelyn on that level. But people, people trying to erase your white identity. I don't know why I use quotation marks. People trying to erase your white identity because you look black. And you, Monique, trying to erase the fact that Evelyn is also attracted to to men because she's a bisexual woman are two different Mm -hmm. things. And I don't like that. She tried to make that comparison. So that's why I felt like it was irrelevant for her to be biracial, but I do think the father should have remained black. I think that was, I think that that connection or the wannabe connection between Evelyn's experience and Monique definitely was a reach. Like, it's not even. It close. was unnecessary. It was real <laughs> far. Yeah, not even close. She almost dislocated that shoulder reaching. Okay. I just. It didn't need to. And be the thing there. is, is honestly, like the story is so good. It was so easy to take in. Like you just, you really wanted to know more and more about Evelyn as a character, but mm-hmm. then the whole time I was reading, I'm like, how are you writing about this? But these are not your experiences like that put like a cloud over yeah. it. And that's, that's only like, that 
you'll see when I give y'all my yeah. rating. But that, it me, had something to do with my rating. Because <laughs> that, to me, makes it feel like, are the things you're writing about, is it truly genuine? Because it's not coming from a place of personal experience, right? And oftentimes, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of authors, yeah, you're reaching maybe from topics you don't know about, but you also put in things you do know about, things right. you have experienced. So, Taylor Jenkins, girl, where's your experiences? Your experiences? What it? What it? Like where? We want to know. Where did you put yourself in this book? Right. Especially because she was using the D word to describe some of the lesbian and she used it as a slur mm-hmm. in that instance like you really had no business doing that yeah that first of all that word isn't even supposed to be describing white lesbians that's supposed to be for black masculine mm-hmm. presenting lesbian women so I thought that was inter- interesting I, I hadn't even thought about the author's um personal experience so now that y'all mentioned that that's a good point I'm not a fan of that especially because it was used against Evelyn in such an odd way like how Celia was trying to be like you're a lesbian when in my experience as a queer woman it's actually been lesbian women that are like you're bi oh actually no I don't want anything to do with you they don't try to like make you lesbian so I thought that Mm -hmm. was just Mm -hmm. odd so maybe that's where her lack of experience came into play that's a good point who was your favorite husband? Harry. Harry. Yeah. yeah. They had the best situation going true. on. Like it was, it was perfect, perfect for I don't know how many years um, when they were in New York. Was 13. A good. Like that's fabulous. Like he had everyone gets their just desserts. <laughs> like that's literally what it is. Everyone got their just desserts and they were living happy. Yeah, I think. It was nice. Why did Celia leave again from New York? Why did she leave? I can't remember. It was something. It has something to do with her not well, being able to. Her and Evelyn deal broke up again. Yeah, her and oh, Evelyn from broke the movie. Yeah. The because movie she was she going to be portraying a much more sexually liberated woman in this film, and then Sis was like, "I, I don't. That, that's enough. I don't had. That's enough." And she really meant it. With her right, ex-husband. right, and it was with her ex husband, yeah. who also is probably one of the least favorite ex husbands. Like, Absolutely. so I think that she that was her last straw. Absolutely. Sis was like, you know what? Well, you can do that, but I ain't gonna be here when you do it. Hmm. Actually, I think her last straw was the fact that Evelyn did it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and told her in yeah. retrospect after Celia had said, "I don't want you to." And Evelyn was, "It's like, already done." <laughs> I already did it. (laughs) But she definitely acknowledged that I should have told her before, but I did. And Mm -hmm. I just laid next to her and went to bed. But the thing is, though, I feel like (laughs) I almost feel like Celia, like, sis, you know how she is. Like, I almost feel like why are you surprised? Like, you know that Evelyn, she is going to do what she needs to do to make sure that she's good and at that point that her child is good like and that her whole situation is secure but i also think at that time she also thought about it as more of a deeper like meaning of her roles because that's really what she was striving for like since the beginning she wanted to be taken seriously as an actress and i think it was at that point in her career now where she was like yeah like i can do more 
than just play yeah. like you she know. was willing to take the risk which was it was Im- important for her development as a artiste mm-hmm. and she really got which that bag indeed honey oh, she sis did. got that bag that was she did what she had to do roles. Mm-hmm. but it's interesting that she put so much into that craft when she herself said she's like it was never about the art of acting for me it was always about have I proven myself have I proven my worth and I'm am I being validated for it which I wonder how many other people Mm. like in that field feel the same way because oftentimes like in that field comes notoriety with you proving your worth. And, you know, she she been wanting to be famous. She mm-hmm. was like, I got a face and titties <laughs> for the camera, yeah. honey. Okay? The people got to love me. And she was right. But I just thought that was interesting that she put so much into her career, but it wasn't for the love of acting. It was, I want to be known. Yeah. And the fact that she had to literally almost start over, like, what, three times? Like, it was like yeah. every time she got a little bit of success, yeah. something happened, and then she was over there trying to devise a plan. Like she was like, "Okay, well, this isn't she was working." The like damn mastermind, okay. and she was good. Her plans were yeah, very solid. She was good. Her plans were period. <laughs> she knew exactly what to do every she time. She said, "Literally, when, that ain't no problem." People, she's a very good understanding mm. of people, their motive, their motives, she, their yeah. motivations, and um pretty much how to get what you need out of people which from jump she told Celia like look if you're going to use people do not sit up here and act all like guilty shy about it you do what mm-hmm. you got to do to get to uh where you need to go mm-hmm. my favorite manipulation of hers <laughs> was when she was over there manipulating the he double toothpicks out of rex when she played the fuck out of that man like down to the fact that she knew (laughs) how he would react and exactly what reaction he wanted from her after like he left the bedroom and then you know she's throwing a fit through a lamp or something at him and then he finally left she's like oh that i think that's mick that was mick (laughs) that was that mick rex remember rex rex was the oh rex was the last he was like towards the end but he was like the actor that was also like trying to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They had a very that beneficial was Rex from yeah. her Anna Karenina yes. movie, right? Yes. Rex was yes. Anna Karenina. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Then Mick. I meant right before the other one. The yes. singer. Yes. <laughs> yes, the singer. Yes. <laughs> sorry, wrong husband. There's, There's so seven many. of them. She Ooh, manipulated the shit out of and him. The way she, she narrated jumped at the concert. The way she so narrated good. that was masterful. <laughs> yeah. She knew step it, by step. Ooh, ooh, Evelyn. She was like, I'm going to get him to marry me in Vegas. Like, girl, said, what the hell? Like, like, if I was drinks, just listening to her plans. And we'll be drunk. We're going to make this a little right. public. We're going to cause a little chapel. bit of a scene. And, and then we're going to be so right? drunk. We can't yeah, get so married, can we? Oh, Mick. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so, it was so good. Like, and then she's like, and this is the hmm. most important part. You cannot be a good lady. Mm. I was like, and that's she mm. said. I'm gonna just lay right there, like a board. It's your right. I'm gonna just lay here stiff, on my back, stiff as a board. Oh. <laughs> and that man sure did wake I... up that next day and was like, "Yeah, this ain't for me. This ain't it. Uh, we should go ahead and annul that. I don't right. know people call your people." Uh. Right. He was like, "This was so <laughs> Baby, crazy. This is crazy. We were drunk. What were we thinking?" <laughs> 
No. <laughs> you and me together forever. Oh my god. <laughs> Meanwhile. Like, go off, Evelyn. Meanwhile, she's like, this is perfect. That was my mm-hmm. favorite manipulation yeah. of hers because I kind of felt like he deserved it. Because you really married her, fucked her, and annulled the the marriage the next day. Actually, there was a Fresh Prince episode like that where yes. the girl was like, I'll only sleep with you if we get married. And he married her. But then he didn't go that far. But she punched him and Ooh, shit. stole the car. <laughs> Anyways, that's irrelevant. There is a Fresh Prince episode. Y'all should watch that one if you haven't seen it. But my favorite manipulation of Evelyn. <sighs> Can so we be good. honest? Celia. So someone actually on um, that post said they liked the book, but they were not a fan of Celia's. And I there were times where I was just like, Celia, girl. You've got to, what is the reality? Y'all can't publicly be together. Evelyn Hugo is doing what needs to get done so that you guys can live your lives in secret happily. And she just, she just really had a problem with a lot of the things she did. I just feel like, did you really Mm -hmm. understand Evelyn, who she was like to her core? Or did you have like this idealized version of her that you were in love with? Then, do you really think that any of the people that she was with that she really... Well, okay, I will say Harry. Like, Yes, Harry's probably his, the only person. Harry was Harry. truly, I think, her, like, true love in the, like, most true sense of what love is. Like, he accepted her mm-hmm. for who she was, no matter what. And she didn't have to put on a different face for him. Like, I think with every single husband mm-hmm. and Celia she had a different persona that she was portraying to them because she was just fitting into what they expected from her. And she was doing it because, I mean, she she had a plan and she always had a plan and there was an end to a mean with all of them except for Harry. They were sweet together. together. And they had their daughter, Connor. But I mean, and but coming from like Celia's perspective, like seeing them be married, like on paper and low key kind of for real, like they actually had sex to create their baby. So like it wouldn't be any rumors about them not creating her naturally. Like, yeah. And they had a baby, but Celia didn't want a baby. Yeah, she was like, like, "Mm -hmm." like they did have differing ideas of what they wanted for their lives and that's why they ultimately split like that mm. last time before they got back together mm. I thought the reason they split and Evelyn at one point said that she was like why does Celia always view our relationship through how things feel mm. for her like I'm in this too this is not easy for me too because later on she also said you're mad at me when I want to protect our relationship. You're mad at me when I want to come out with it. Right. Like, damned if you do, True. damned if you don't type thing. So I don't even think it was about them necessarily wanting the same thing. It's, I thought it was mostly about the sacrifices and that truth be told, Celia was naive and she was mm-hmm. childish. And she admitted to that later on when she apologized to Evelyn, like the final time they actually got together. She was like, you were trying to protect our relationship in a time that we both needed to. And Evelyn spelled it out for her. She was like, we will be destitute. (laughs) Okay. We will be on them streets if we don't. Right. She's like, they could take my child Mm -hmm. from me. She's like, they could put us in a mental institution. And Celia's ass still was going to be like, but, 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 Evie. Exactly. Like it, 
in that instance, I do think she had a, this like really idealized version. Even when she wanted to go down to the um, Stonewall yes. mm-hmm. protest, they were totally like, yeah. no, because then all the three of them was like, no, they were like, right. We'll I just feel like they right. all looked at her like that, like that. What? <laughs> you don't lost your mind. Like, don't be. They're like, we're going to just donate some money. Right. Mm-hmm. Open which up your they purse. kept doing, which yeah. I appreciate. It was sensible. Exactly. Open up, your, Open purse. up your purse. And be quiet. Thank you. Everybody has a role to play, and y'all thankfully <laughs> could provide the financial means to the people that were actually on the ground doing right. work. Like, yes. that was enough. That's great. But I, I thought Celia was naive and childish, so I absolutely understand why people didn't like her. I didn't focus on her as a character, but I did like her Together. and Evelyn. Yeah. Together, to mm-hmm. an extent. To an extent. I liked it because Evelyn liked it. But when Evelyn didn't like it, I was like, mm. Me either. I can't stand Celia. So I got it. <laughs> but I did love the beards situation. That Genius. was the best mm-hmm. plan ever. And Evelyn really screwed it up. She really messed that up. It was perfect. <sighs> it was perfect. Well, Even after Connor was born, they it figured did. it out. You had a nice little situation going on. Um, but then he had a heart attack, or the um yeah. Harry's boo had a heart he did, attack, he died. and that's yeah. That, that was sucked. after the divorces yeah, right. and stuff. Oh yeah, maybe it wouldn't have happened had he not been so stressed mm. out. Hmm, it was sad. There was definitely like some know. heartbreak. That was sad. There. Look, go ahead. Speaking of heartbreak, I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all right now. Some this book did have some of us um crying. It wasn't me. <laughs> but it wasn't me either it was, it was me it was me <laughs> i was crying as well so let me I, ask like what oh, no, was tears i because i'm trying to look i had a little tear and it went right back where it needed to go um, <laughs> but saying. what was it what was the one little moment that got you kayla and then Aziza? okay so for me i just think it was it was two her losing probably the two most important people in her life harry and celia and the way the ways in which that happened so with both of them yeah i don't know evelyn just has this the she's very relatable she can literally mm-hmm. morph into any character and arguably her life was the biggest role she's ever played bravo girl did that mm. wow so um, i was able to put myself in all all the things she was feeling as she was describing this to monique i was able to feel those things too and i'm thinking if the love of my life slash best friend was dying in my arms and there was nothing I could do. How would I feel? I would, I would be screaming. I would lock myself in a hotel room. I would tear it up. All of those things she was feeling, all of those things she did 100% related to that. And it really had me, (laughs) it really had me like tearing up, like for real, for real. I was sitting there going, I was Mm -hmm. running through like the last 200 pages. I finished half of this book in a day. I was running through those last 200 pages. You get to the parts where Harry is in the car accident with Monique's father. And then um, um, mm. Evelyn is with Celia. Where were they? In Spain? Living their, the rest of their lives in together. And, yeah. and Celia's dying in her arms. And there was nothing she could do about it. Like that, that was devastating. <sighs> devastating. And then her daughter. And then, yeah. And then her daughter. Yeah. Died in her arms as well. 
Like, wow. And I thought that was interesting, the way that she retold that part. Because I I remember I didn't cry when her daughter died. But she told it almost from, like, a distance perspective. But when she talked Mm -hmm. about... Not that it made her, obviously, any less grief-stricken. But she talked about Harry and Celia dying from, like, a first person point like she was there and it was like she was telling it directly to us i think i'm trying to remember yeah at that point it wasn't even like her and monique having a conversation back and forth it was just her telling Mm -hmm. the story which made it more real so yeah okay those same two is what got me harry's and then like i was sitting in my car crying (laughs) (laughs) because it was so sad i was like she fucked Seven husbands later, she finally gets to be with the love of her life. They have broken up, gotten back together, broken up, gotten back together. Ignoring each other. Broke up. And they acknowledged Mm. that they wasted Mm -hmm. so much time. They were mad at each other. They finally made the commitment to each other in that silly little bed. It was giving Grace Anatomy when Derek and Meredith wrote on (laughs) the post-it note. Now that I cried. They finally got married. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) they finally get married and then she dies from emphysema because she used to have cigarettes and water for breakfast they were uh, that was just so (laughs) and it was delicious that's how she said it was was delicious look evelyn used to eat that scent up she was like "Mm, she Mm -hmm. smells like cigarettes and alcohol i was like girl she loved waking up in her hair. I'm like, you know that Ooh, shit sure was did. smoky. Smoky. <laughs> you know it was. That whole room probably was smoky. Because they smoked uh-huh. in the house. They smoked Back in the bed. Cigarettes in the bed. I know the ceilings were black. <laughs> ceilings had to be black. <laughs> Them walls. No, no, because Louisa mm. kept that house in order. She was that girl. Mm-hmm. Evelyn was really like Latin X. Like, yes, she was our Latina, but like not really. She was but, Latina? but yeah, not really. She mm-hmm. was a yeah, definitely a white. But like, because even when they were talking about her tan, I'd be looking at the book and I'm like, <laughs> this lady don't look tan. Look, I was like, right. I was like, is it the lighting? But I guess compared to the rest of the pasty whites in yeah. like the 50s and 60s and 70s, she probably was quite mm. tan so that blonde hair is probably the only thing that saved her <laughs> i'm sorry i had to fi- look up the fan art because i on instagram like if you look at seven seven husbands of evelyn hugo fan mm-hmm. art you can get like i'm like it looks mm. pretty on brand for what i would think it is like loki look it up like it, it gives like she has like golden skin like this like bronzy blonde hair okay that's cute and these mm-hmm. big ass boobs big boobs <laughs> big boobs <laughs> Big boobs. Uh, Child, anyway, so, so anyway, <laughs> big boob. They kept saying her boobs were so. The her boobs were mentioned in every chapter. Just about each one of her husbands they mentioned her boobs. They loved and her. Celia boobs. did. Celia loved her boobs. Except when Celia, when Celia was really mean that one time, and she was like, "You're nothing more than a pair of tits." Oh. I was like, bitch, she should have slapped the shit out of <laughs> oh, her for she that one. didn't. Yes, she did. Oh, Celia yeah, was mean. She could get really nasty. Pretty Really often. nasty. She mm-hmm. could get really yeah. nasty. But Evelyn mm-hmm. knew that and she accepted that about her. It's like Evelyn knew every yep. ins and outs about her. 
tried her best to concede as much as she could, but it's like those little moments she knew, like she's like, I'm gonna stand my ground and silly is going to hate it. Yeah. Mm. And she left her. But when she left her that one time, she really went across the country to LA, knocked on her door in front of everybody. She was like, let me in. Come on, girl. And she was like, no. Yeah, that was the second time, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, she was like, no. She was like, no. She was like, it's, it's too, too late. late. Yeah. She was like, I learned the first time. She said, I'll beg this mm-hmm. time. I'll get on my knees. And she did. Still and no. Celia was, like you said, she was like, no. <laughs> so. Not this time. So unfortunate. I was like, take her back, Celia. That being said. Oh, but I do have a question. Uh-oh. Do y'all think Monique was like, her decision was valid, like, with Evelyn. Like, she just let her do what she did. She was like, I know exactly what you're doing, Evelyn. I see your moves, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she said, she Evelyn trusted her with her story. I think she trusted her with her death yes. as well. Yeah. Like, Monique, I mean, Evelyn knew that Monique wasn't mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. So, I... She knew I, Monique was going to hate her, that, too. Yeah. She knew she Monique knew she was, was going to hear. That was like the best person to <sighs> yeah. tell that. Because she was like, she going to leave me alone after. But not only that, remember Monique, conflicted. you know, did that beautiful piece about assisted suicide. Yeah. So she really felt like exactly. this is the person. If you can communicate this with compassion and understanding, then you will understand the decisions I've made. Every single person I've ever cared about is dead. <laughs> so, and I just was diagnosed with cancer. So I will die on my terms. Just how I made my life. Every decision was on my terms. I'm going to take this last decision in my hands as well. So Evelyn girl. Mm-hmm. Did that. She did. Yeah. I, I will say, cause I'm just thinking about the end of the book or the summary when um, they said Monique was determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career. I don't think that's true. Monique had to be pushed and prodded and she got in her own way a lot, always asking them questions (laughs) after Evelyn told her to leave it alone. She was funny. She She would just stop talking. She almost missed out on big ass That's what I'm saying. Evelyn would just stop talking. Shut up, Monique. That's actually very... (laughs) And she'd be like, Evelyn, That's a good point, Aziza. Evelyn Evelyn was like... Monique was very fearful, very hesitant. And Evelyn is like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Are you going to take it or no? And, and she, she was did. like, oh. And I mean, she learned. She learned quickly. So that was good. Yeah. But and I, I'm glad that she was able <clears throat> to figure out that internal dilemma of, well, how do I stay with the magazine? But I also want to do this. She pulled Evelyn Hugo, negotiated mm-hmm. it, and made a shit work for her. So mm-hmm. go ahead. Had to she a finessa. She had to train the finessa had to train up another finessa. Okay. Ended. Ended. At least our sis got paid at the end. That's really yes. what I was mm-hmm. excited about. That's to get her okay, coins. Mm-hmm. Get your money. So it seems like from the comments, I'd say majority of them are super positive. Everyone was saying, um, this is a good one. Love this book. Couldn't put it down. You guys are gonna love it. So with that being said, um, first off, thank you to our followers who just were giving us input and just giving us like some questions, ideas, and just telling us how much you guys love the book. We love to hear from y'all. So based off of this, what would you rate this out of five? Out of five, I gave it a three because I just couldn't get past 
the author versus the characters that were being portrayed and the lack of that experience. Now, if this, I honestly think like if I would have read this book and it had centered just like a white reporter and she was speaking on one of these old Hollywood divas, like I still would have enjoyed the book and I probably would have rated it higher. Um, but that little correlation or not correlating, um, yeah, I'd give it three. I'm gonna say I gave it I gave it a three on Goodreads but like now that I think about it I did eat this book up like I was really actively reading it I didn't listen to the audiobook at all and like I ate it up it really like got me in a vibe so I'm gonna give it like a 3.5 because it was an enjoyable read like yeah it didn't like grip me emotionally as much as I think it should have mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed the read and I think it's like at the end of the day like I did respect Evelyn and like that was what I felt most of all. Like I just respected her life and her, her story. I do love like rock docs and like documentaries and stuff like that. So it's like, it's like, I know these old people, they're going to die like at the end of them. So I don't know if that had something to deal with it, but I gave it a 3.5. Cause I really liked it. I was reading it all through the night, all that. I respect it. I respect it. I gave, <laughs> I gave it a five on Goodreads. <clears throat> um, I really enjoyed this book because I it was a lot more than I was expecting. Um but after our discussion like that that discrepancy between again like you said niche the author's lived experiences and the characters I'm going to bump it down to a four and a half. Um cuz like I said I still did really enjoy the story but some of those elements were unnecessary but yeah solid four and a half out of five so I also initially gave it a five okay I gave it a five on Goodreads but then I went and read Memphis and then I switched it to a four I don't know I I'm I was just like yeah now that I'm thinking back Evelyn Hugo very well written extremely entertaining if you're not a person who is just like an avid reader and you just want the plot and the characters to grip you from jump, this is the book for you. It's very mm-hmm. entertaining, um, quick read, well-written. Again, we talked about in detail, like some of those discrepancies. So that was part of the reason I brought it down, but also like, I just read a book that I enjoyed even more. So I'm like, if I put this five, but I just read a book that I enjoyed even more than that, then I feel like I need to adjust you know, my reading. So I'd give it a solid four. Okay. That's valid too. And yeah, because some of the books that we give fives to baby, it's there. They're so good. And you keep thinking about them. Like, and I don't know if that this book was necessarily one of those, but I think everything that y'all said is pretty spot on. So with that being said, This is the Reading Black Girls signing off. Catch us next time. We're going to be talking about but You know it's going to be tea. Mm -hmm. Show enough. And will. Mm -hmm.